Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. Job chapter 41. Can you pull in Leviathan with a hook or tie his tongue down with rope? Can you put a cord through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he beg you for mercy or speak softly to you? Will he make a covenant with you so that you can take him as a slave forever? Can you play with him like a bird or put him on a leash for your girls? Will traders bargain for him or divide him among the merchants? Can you fill his hide with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Lay a hand on him. You will remember the battle and never repeat it. Any hope of capturing him proves false. Does a person not collapse at the very sight of him? No one is ferocious enough to rouse Leviathan, who then can stand against me. Who confronted me that I should repay him? Everything under heaven belongs to me. I cannot be silent about his limbs, his power, and his graceful proportions. Who can strip off his outer covering? Who can penetrate his double layer of armor? Who can open his jaws surrounded by those terrifying teeth? His pride is in his rows of scales closely sealed together. One scale is so close to another that no air can pass between them. They are joined to one another so closely connected they cannot be separated. His snorting flashes with light while his eyes are like the rays of dawn. Flaming torches shoot from his mouth. Fiery sparks fly out. Smoke billows from his nostrils as from a boiling pot or burning reeds. His breath sets coals ablaze and flames pour out of his mouth. Strength resides in his neck and dismay dances before him. The folds of his flesh are joined together solid as metal and immovable. His heart is as hard as a rock and hard as a lower millstone. When the Leviathan rises, the mighty are terrified. They withdraw because of his thrashing. The sword that reaches him will have no effect, nor will a spear, dart, or arrow. He regards iron as straw and bronze as rotten wood. No arrow can make him flee. Slingstones become like stubble to him. A club is regarded as stubble, and he laughs at the sound of a javelin. He undersides our jagged potsherd, spreading the mud like a threshing sledge. He makes the depths seek like a cauldron. He makes the sea like an ointment jar. He leaves a shining wake behind him. One would think the deep had gray hair. He has no equal on earth, a creature devoid of fear. He surveys everything that is haughty. He is king over all the proud beasts. Job chapter 42. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do anything and no plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this who conceals my counsel with ignorance? Surely I spoke about things I did not understand, things too wondrous for me to know. You said, Listen now, and I will speak. When I question you, you will inform me. I had heard reports about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I reject my words and am sorry for them. I am dust 
and ashes. After the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends, for you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Now take seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer a burnt offering for yourselves. Then my servant Job will pray for you. I will surely accept his prayer and not deal with you as your folly deserves, for you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Then Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuite, and Zophar the Namanthite went and did as the Lord had told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and doubled his previous possessions. All his brothers, sisters, and former acquaintances came to him and dined with him in his house. They sympathized with him and comforted him concerning all the adversity the Lord had brought on him. Each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold earring. So the Lord blessed the last part of Job's life more than the first. He owned 14,000 sheep and goats, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named the first daughter Jemima, his second Keziah, and his third Karen Hepak. No woman as beautiful as Job's daughters could be found in all the land, and their father granted them an inheritance with their brothers. Job lived 140 years after this and saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. Then Job died, old and full of days. Acts chapter 6. In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. The twelve summoned the whole company of the disciples and said, It would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, Select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Spirit and wisdom, whom we can appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole company. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. They had them stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number, and a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from some members of the Freedmen's Synagogue, composed of both Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some from Cilicia and Asia. And they began to argue with Stephen. But they were unable to stand up against his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes. So they came, seized him, and took him to the Sanhedrin. 
They also presented false witnesses who said, This man never stopped speaking against this holy place in the law. For we heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God love one another, and love your neighbor.